Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Over Books, and we're here to talk about the news you didn't see all week because Jeremy Lambert, there was only one story in the entire news cycle. Queen Elizabeth is, is died, Joel. It's very sad. I mean, it's, it's not like whatever. It's sad, I guess, in a way. All hail Queen Zelina? Yeah. Where's she been? Uh, that's for her to tell us when she's ready. <laughs> it's newsworthy. We have an entire week of stories that normally I'd say top five stories that came across your newsfeed or didn't. In this case, they probably all didn't because everyone was uh, talking about a guy having a sugar rush and, and yelling at people. So instead, we have five really interesting articles to talk about. Do we have anything to touch on at the beginning of this whole thing, Jeremy? Uh, this was a tough week to sort of pick articles. Usually I like to go more under the radar stuff of like, hey, and you know, maybe, maybe you didn't hear about this one. I like to put over some some podcasts and some interviews that maybe other people have not heard of or other people have not checked out. And this week it was difficult to do that because nobody's really doing interviews this week. So it was tough to find that sort of under the radar stuff. And I mean, there, there was, there was some stuff out there and I will fully admit, maybe I didn't do a good enough job of, of covering some of the lesser known stuff that was out there. But when a big story like this happens, there just ain't, there ain't a lot going on elsewhere everybody's just kind of waiting on pens and needles and not many people are going to say many things if they are tied to to certain companies or if if they're not tied to companies they still aren't going to say a whole lot about a whole lot so yeah it was a it was a tough week and in, in coming up with like hey check out this thing that you you may have really missed that not only this week but you may have never heard of this thing i feel like everything this week is like you've heard of these people you've probably heard of these podcasts but these are interesting stories that you may have missed because a lot of people miss stuff this week. Well, I can tell you someone who definitely didn't mince words and definitely had stuff to say. And that is our good pal, our best friend, our number five at the Denny's lineup for an early grand slam, Bobby fish. Bobby fish says CM Punk was a cunt after their match. Thinks punk's MMA offense is insulting. Bobby Fish sitting down with Steve Fall from Ten Cal Podcast. Uh, by the way, sporting a brand new look that seemed oh. to have shocked quite a few people. Man, gone are the uh, gone gone is the mustache and the the long beard. Oh, there's something going on there. Like I know we'd like to do Bobby Fish's old jokes, but this he's man, leading into the bit now. Yeah, like he's looking a little rough, man. Because like I've covered some Bobby Fish stuff, but I've never seen him on camera it's all been audio form this is the first time i saw him like on camera and i'm like oh man bobby really has aged in these last few months since he's been off off television so it was weird to see him like i didn't think it was bobby fish at first i was like this ain't this is an imposter where is my mustached bobby fish but it's him and you, you know it's him by the words he was saying uh yeah, he he is leaning into the pit. You're you're right about that. It was Bobby Fish though. He had he had plenty plenty to say about old Mr. Punk. I'm gonna rewind it right fast because on his podcast after the AEW all out stuff, uh he basically he commented on that and he essentially challenged CM Punk to a fight. He said it was an invitation because he understands Punk probably isn't gonna show up, but he challenged Punk to a fight. And then 
he didn't really get into it much on his podcast. He just, you know, criticized his kicks. Bless Bobby Fish, who if you throw a bad kick around Bobby Fish, he'd fucking tear me up because I can't throw a kick, but I like to claim that I can throw a kick. He'd destroy me. Uh, yeah, he made fun of his kicks, but he, he sent him an invitation. And then in this interview with, with Steve Fall of NBC Sports Boston, he explained why he doesn't like CM Punk too much. And it is his shitty kicks, his shitty MMA offense in general. They had a match in October that people I, I'm sure saw that you didn't see. It was it was a match. But the, the big talking point coming out of that match, if there was one, I think people just kind of forgot until Bobby Fish trudged everything back up recently, was Fish basically kicked out on like 3.01 on the go to sleep uh, for on the finish. And after the match, Punk was not happy about it, apparently. It wasn't happy about something. Fish said like something happened in the match that was Punk's fault. And maybe that's what led to Fish doing that. And then after the match, Punk wasn't happy. I assume about that. But regardless, there was unhappiness. CM Punk was a cunt, according to, to Bobby Fish. And Bobby Fish still wants to fight him. And then he buried him for using Kenta's finisher, which is a long rivalry uh, of between those two men. Yeah, Bobby Fish does not like CM Punk or his shitty MMA offense. How far are we from Bobby Fish's blood sport, Jeremy? Oh, man. It's going to be great. Did he do blood sport? I, I legitimately can't remember. I don't think he I did, think did he? he? I don't think he ever had a chance because it came around while he was still working with like with NXT and Ring of Honor and all that. I couldn't yeah, recall I, I, I if... Yeah, I couldn't recall if he did it when... Then that brief period between WWE and AEW. I couldn't remember if GCW ran like a collective or Josh Barnett ran a blood sport. Sometimes they run in October. I at least know one has run in October. Um, I imagine Bobby Sports is going to be a blood sport this upcoming year at, at WrestleMania. If he's not, then he either doesn't want to do it or Josh Barnett lost his number or something happened because he should do it. This is Bobby Fish's forte. I don't think you can lose Bobby Fish's number because, like, Bobby Fish's number is seven. <laughs> yes. Jokes. Killing my you man see? Bobby Fish over here. He's killed himself, by the way. He looks right now. Anyway, let's move on to number four. Ronda Rousey feels her input with her character matters more than ever in WWE. Uh, she she was on her gaming stream. It seems like those are back uh, with, with, the, with the WWE wrestlers, which is great. We've talked about that in the past. But uh, talk to me. Ronda Rousey talking about her character. We've seen quite a market improvement in uh, the way she's being portrayed and the way that she's even talking on the mic. So the real news here is that Ronda is on YouTube and not Facebook anymore for her gaming streams. Uh, that's the big news out of this. And I've, I've talked about this before, but like covering gaming streams, sometimes wrestlers don't get into it, uh, get, like get into wrestling and all that stuff. Sometimes just, they just want to play games. And Rousey, for the most part, sticks to the games. But if you, you know, send donations, send chats, now that she's on YouTube, it's, it's, uh, super chats. If you do that, she'll answer your questions. And someone did ask, like, Hey, do you have more input on the character? And she's like, Yeah, like it feels more like a team and everything. And I, I think it confirms what we've all kind of seen on screen with her. But I think the, the interesting aspect with her is we kind of figured that might be the case already because she's Ronda Rousey. But then of course she comes back and she thinks she's going to be a heel and she's a baby face. 
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. And now it's like, oh, now whatever I want to do, I kind of want to do. And, and Becky Lynch said the same thing in a, a, an interview this week uh, with Ryan Satin of, you know, I talked to Triple H and he's like, well, we're swimming upstream with you as a heel. So let's go baby face. Unfortunately, she got hurt. So you're seeing a lot of these people, people in high positions of power, like Becky and Ronda, two biggest female stars they have, I, I would say. Um, and, you know, you would think they already have a little bit of say. And we've seen in the past regime, even if you would think that they didn't from their past character, and they've even said as much. And now we are seeing, hey, these top people all the way down, they're getting more input with these things. And I think it's a good thing. And yeah, when it comes to Rousey's gaming stream, I'm going to have to watch these things now because she's going to say some shit. It feels like Ronda Rousey, uh, along with a lot of other WWE wrestlers, are starting to see that um, they've eased up a little bit. It almost felt like that that tense nature of going out there and performing for really one person, uh, it, they've, they've become more relaxed. They've started to maybe understand and become more collaborative with their character. And as a result, it's changed the way in which they emote uh, when they're out in front of the crowd or when they're in a match, things like that. And I think it's wonderful. And if someone like Ronda Rousey, who will make money for this company, is excelling with a character refresh or just feeling more like herself – that's that's huge. That's a big opportunity to work with uh, moving forward for WWE. And I will I will put Ron Elsey over in, in saying this. I think her gaming streams, even though I'm listening for like news coming out, like any quotes, anything like that from her, I think she does a good job on the gaming streams. Like if you're just a, a casual who likes to watch people like play video games and stuff, like she does a good job. She's very interactive with the audience and she she's into the game. And I, I just think she does good. So shout out to Ronda Rousey and her gaming streams. I still can't believe they had her get pinned by Lacey Evans last night on SmackDown. That was a shocker to me, Joel Pearl. Not to me. I've been telling y'all for months. It's time for Lacey Evans SmackDown women's champion. You have Which she's going to be when everyone comes back after crown jewel and see, I don't know when it's going to happen, but we'll see. <laughs> Number three, Chris Jericho says Jake Hager has signed a contract extension with AEW. My God, these two are the toxic twins, and I'm sure they would love to hear Aww. it because – no, no, no. Do you know <laughs> who the toxic twins are? No, no idea. So it's that's uh, Steven Tyler and Joe okay. Perry. 
They oh, called themselves the right. Toxic Twins because they were oh, so hepped yeah. up on everything when they were on tour and still are. So they called themselves the Toxic Twins. Very, very popular, very successful. I think Jericho thinks that Hager is his toxic twin because anywhere you go, those two are like tight as nails and they are just best friends. It's kind of ridiculous, but uh, yeah, there you go. Jericho dropping some, uh, some extension, contract extension news for us here. I thought you were going somewhere else with Toxic Twins. I apologize no. to, to Aerosmith. <laughs> I didn't know funny. that one. Uh, Beyonce might kick my ass for that one. She's like, you don't know about all this stuff? Like, no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Who are the Beatles? John, Paul, Ringo, and Tommy. Those are the Beatles, oh right? Pretty, pretty sure those are their names. Um, you and my wife are going to get along great. <laughs> uh, as far as Jericho goes. So Jericho is, is funny in that... Yeah, he just says this because Alex McCarthy, this is the uh, Alex McCarthy, our pal, uh, Alex McCarthy of Inside the Ropes, and he asked about 2.0 signing the contract extension, which Fightful Select first reported. And he's like, oh, yeah, Jake Hager, too. Like, he signed a deal. <laughs> just dropping it randomly. <laughs> what, what, what kills me about Jericho is he initially broke that 2.0 signed with AEW back after their like first appearance on talk is Jericho. He's like, Oh yeah, 2.0. They came to my house. They've signed with AEW now. And this was before they got the graphic and all of this stuff. He's like, yeah, they just signed with AEW. Jericho is just not afraid to say these things. And it just pops me tremendously. He spoiled the results on dynamite, <laughs> which was great. Jericho just like speaks. And I understand why some people might be like, oh, fuck, Chris Jericho is speaking. But me, as someone who works in news and writes news, I love the Chris Jericho You're like, speech. oh, fuck, Chris Jericho speaking. Yeah, he's like, because Jericho, he'll not only give me like a good headline, like the NXT sucks, like Tony Khan has more money, like Triple H is moving the goalpost. That was all just one quote right there. Like he'll not only give me just like good headline material that, he will give news when he speaks on stuff. So I love Chris Jericho uh, when he does all of these interviews and everything. Bless that man. He knows how to do this because he has a yes. background in communications. Like he's told the story multiple times. Like he, that was his fallback was going to school for communications, for journalism. And so as a result, like it's helped him in his podcasting career. It's helped him in his music career. It's clearly helped him in his wrestling career. Jericho, like, listen, I give as, I give as much shit to him as anyone imaginable, but honest to God, he's always entertaining and he's always giving you something. Good or bad, doesn't matter. Uh, but I just love that it's Jake Hager that he he goes to bat for every time. I don't I don't get it. Jake Hager what? either has something on him or like I know he tells the he saved my life in the Middle East story, but like there's there's more to it than that. There has to be someone did something. Find you a friend the way that Chris Jericho and Jake Hager are friends. Okay, we should all be so lucky. That's that's all I'm saying. Don't hate friendship, Joel Pearl. I feel like you're hating on friendship. Can you think of a friendship in in celebrity culture? And I'm sure someone in the comments will tell us that's so akin to Jericho and Hager, where it's like the superstar and the underling, but they're like very much best friends. Can anyone think mm. of it? Can you think of someone like that? I know it exists. I'm sure. It I'm sure there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. I like Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider. Oh, there it is. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. That's that's the first thing I could I could think of there. I'm sure there's like plenty of them, but that 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 was that, that's what I'm going with. Drop it in the comments along with your thumbs up for the video. Let's move on. Number two, Seth Rollins details real issues with Matt Riddle. Doesn't believe anything is off limits in promos. 
Uh, Seth Rollins sat down with Ariel Helwani, who had also recently sat down with Triple H. A good little 15-minute interview with Mr. Rollins, who had plenty to say, including this. Uh, and after that episode of Monday Night Raw, where they two they, they kind of went in on each other, uh, this was a good little uh, headline for you. Go ahead, talk about it. You know who wishes they bet they had a retake, Joe Farrell? <laughs> Maybe they don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're totally fine with it. They did good. I'm sure things. they actually are. Yeah. Ain't no so, one running into their press scrums and talking about <laughs> going into business for themselves there. So this came out like before everything that went down on the weekend. And it was it was timely because of what yeah, Rollins had said on Monday, and then we, we talked about that a little bit last week, uh, the, the bitch-ass comments, which uh, popped me because it was a John Jones, Daniel Cormier take. And so Helwani, of course, being an MMA guy, asked about it. And uh, Rollins, we knew about the heat between Rollins and Riddle. That's a, that's a long-standing story. Obviously, they're past it if they're working together. It wasn't a work at the time. Did they later down the line make some money off of it? Yes, that happens in wrestling. It might happen in wrestling a few years from now. Does not mean it's a work right now. All right, folks. Uh, but Rollins gets into this and then he says, that, you know, like, I don't think anything is off limits on the promos. He doesn't exactly clarify if this was like cleared. I, I always just think like, oh, they're fine with it. it it's cleared type of deal. Or if they didn't want it said, then the other person would say, hey, don't say this. I don't think anybody goes out there and just has a gentleman's agreement of like, I'm going to say whatever I want. You can't get mad at it. And that be that. And I think there is, if Rollins didn't want something said, he would be like, hey, yeah, don't say this. Um, but it, it, it's always interesting to me to hear people's perspectives on like what is an off limit and isn't off limits on promos. And, and Rollins mentioned John Cena of like, nothing's off limits. Like you got to have thick skin in this. Like you can say whatever you want. And the easy stuff with Rollins is like bringing up Becky and everything. I'm sure there's easier material that again, that is probably off limits for, for Rollins. Uh, <laughs> I can, th- I can think of literally one thing that nobody yeah. ever thinks about anymore when it comes to Seth Rollins. Yeah. And, uh, we'll just leave it at that. I don't think anybody's going to mention that in a promo because it is, it's, it's probably off limits. And whether Rollins has said that, re- told everybody that, or whether it's just like, Hey, don't do it. Uh, then everyone just kind of, kind of gets it. Uh, but yeah, hearing just people, Hearing wrestlers talk about what is and isn't off limits in promos, I find that fascinating because, as we've seen, some people have had issues with what is being said in unscripted promos. Either it wasn't cleared beforehand or wasn't made clear beforehand what should and shouldn't be said. And then other people are just like, say what you want and, you know, I'll clear it or I won't clear it, but this is what we're doing here. So I thought Rollins had a had a good take on this. And again, he said from John Cena, he's like, have thick skin, whatever is said is kind of fair game. And then off screen, you know, you just gotta, gotta let it go. If there might be an issue with something, there are professional ways to address it. And, uh, I think Seth Rollins has addressed things in, in professional ways when it, when it came to, when it came to Riddle. Not that Riddle said anything on screen at the time that he had an issue with, but there were obviously issues off screen. That, that there were issues with and they settled it behind closed doors or not behind closed doors, but they settled it off screen and Rollins made the point here. I'm a professional. I get the job done. You know, red lights on. We're in front of a crowd. This is what we're doing backstage, different situation. We might not hang out and everything, but you know, we can, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll just avoid each other. 
go about our business on screen. Let's make some money together. Seth Rollins. Oh, go Go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I, I will say this about Seth Rollins. I won't say a bad word about Seth Rollins for as long as I don't have to say a bad word about Seth Rollins. Did you watch the post-show press conference for Clash yeah. of the Castle? <laughs> See, that's that's where that's, that's the what only time. That's the only time where Seth like suddenly like just broke character because someone made fun of him wearing a uh, a jacket with hearts all over it. And yeah. they questioned, they said, you dress like this is like mocking the business. And Seth just tore into the guy. He was just like, I, I come to work. Like I live, sleep, I breathe pro wrestling, you know, outside of the time where I'm spending it with my daughter or I'm sleeping. Like he just, he went all in and was just like, don't you dare talk to me about my style choices being the reason I'm not serious enough in pro wrestling. That's the only thing he went off script for. Everything else, he was just like doing his ha 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 and all that shit. You know what he should have done is he should have been like, should have been on sugar high guy with some. Anyway, anybody, anybody here fancy themselves as a as a fashion expert? (laughs) Fashion plate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just got Cher Delaware standing in the back, being like, "Uh." (laughs) "Oh, you fancy you fancy yourself as a fashion fashion expert? Like, what you do in a past life?" Share Delaware. What did you what did you do in the past? Did you uh, watch you... New York Fashion Week with Naomi yeah. and Sasha Banks? <laughs> yeah. Who'd you walk New York Fashion Week with Share Delaware? It's like, let me tell you about Mercedes. Okay? Let me tell you about Mercedes out here, Share. That's what Seth Rollins should have done. Honestly, what should have happened at the other press conferences, CM Punk should have just sat there, just been and said nothing, just be like, acknowledge that I'm the best in the world. Yes. And then, then John Alba should have cowardly just uh, acknowledged him. And then CM Punk should have just walked off and would have saved everybody a lot of hassle there. Roman had it down. WWE understands how to do these press conferences. Get everybody in character. Get, give nothing of insight. Get, have Triple H give some like cliche answers and give a little bit of news. Get the fuck out. 37 minutes, Joel. All this press needed. conference was 37 minutes. It was all they needed, and it was perfect. And I sat there, I'm like, wow, it looks better. It is produced better than most press conferences. Conferences, And no, that wasn't a direct shot at AEW, because I've seen other press conferences look dull. But uh, no, WWE, they juiced it up. They had talent there. They, they, they made it what it is. And all the people who were sitting there, they all knew what this was. And it was fine. It was fine. We're all going to live... It's just pro wrestling. Should we get to Ronda number one? Rousey, Ronda oh, Rousey no. says she's injured when Ronda comes, or Charlotte Flair says she's, says injured. she's injured. When when Charlotte comes back, she can lose to me. When she says she's not injured, when she, she says can she's come not back injured. And lose to me. That's right. Yeah, that's could you imagine that happening? The press conference. God, could you imagine that happening in <laughs> WWE? That'd be just phenomenal stuff. <sighs> AJ Styles <laughs> says he's not a flat earther. Anyway, number one. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I just went to the first thing. I said phenomenal. So here we go. All right. Number one, Matt Hardy thinks Tony Khan reshuffled the deck well with AEW Dynamite and he praises Hangman Page. You and I have obviously talked about how this entire week is uh, very much all about what happened after the AEW All Out pay per view and at the media scrum with Punk and the Elite and all the stories that have come since. So this has to be number one because. The episode of Dynamite that uh, proceeded on Wednesday was 
much stronger than personally I've seen in a while and uh, really a return to form for them and a good a good launching point from what happened on Sunday. I had issues with it. Eh, whatever. That's MJF is so great. <laughs> I know you I, I watched you I watched you on the spotlight Thursdays on youtube.com slash fightful at nine thirty in the morning. You talked about it. I didn't say shit on that show. Steven Jensen was going. No, off. but you th- you talked about the MJF stuff. You specifically talked about what you didn't enjoy. So I'm not, you're not totally off the hook. But yeah, Steven Jensen was in rare form for that show. Shout out he to Steven Jensen. Yes, Steven Jensen's always great. But man, I just let him go on that. It was Tony Khan just like? You know what it yeah. was <laughs> in the middle in the middle of that whole tirade that 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 CM Punkian tirade that Stephen Jensen went on. I said to myself, "You read the Snowden article, didn't you? You read the J.E. Snowden article. I know where this is coming from." But anyway, let's talk about Matt Hardy. Let's talk about him praising Hangman Page. What do you think of this? Uh, so this was with uh, the great John Alba on the extreme life of Matt Hardy that he does every single week with, with John Alba on ad free shows and just, uh, you know, the extreme life of Matt Hardy feet. Uh, it's interesting because it's really the first comments, as far as I know, from anybody in AW about this. And look, Matt didn't really say shit about fuck about shit in the words of Pat McAfee. Uh, he didn't say much. He, he just said like it, when it came to like all out in the, press conference and the altercation is like that caught us off guard (laughs) what what more can you say we we've i there's been a million shows that have explained why they're not going to say that much now and maybe ever and i don't know if matt was there at the show in general i don't know if he was there but by the time the altercation occurred i have no idea but the fact that matt still did the podcast the fact that alba understood that like you can probably only say what you can say but let me try to see what you will say and then Matt just said, like, yeah, caught us off guard. And then he praised Tony Khan for, for reshuffling. And I, like, I don't disagree with that. And then um, when it came to his Hangman Page stuff, I don't want to read too much into the, the comments about Hangman. He was just talking about Dynamite in general. He talked about uh, Garcia. He, he like, put over the acclaimed for, for their all-out performance and everything. So he was kind of, like, talking about AEW in general. But he did... He did single out Hangman when because the the Danielson match was brought up, and he did single out Hangman of saying, and, and Alba did sort of as well of like, yeah, I really like Hangman, like just also a great human being. And I thought that was maybe a direct result of everything CM Punk had to say because Hangman is the only person who is on television from all of this. So that could just be me re- be me reading into things about why he did that. I just thought it was nice to say him saying something nice about Hangman. Anyway, they've worked together in the past. So he has some type of relationship with, with Hangman personally and professionally. Uh, so yeah, I Matt, first person to really kind of comment on anything. And he gave you about what you would sort of expect from it. But good on Matt Hardy for, for saying anything in this spot, because I'm pretty sure he could have easily just been like, we ain't talking about this on the show. Let's just get into, I think their topic this week was WWECW. So they could have just skipped right over everything and gone right into that. And they, they didn't, they addressed what they could. feels like Matt Hardy is consistently on the cusp of just, he he's very um, open to talk about these things. How he discusses it is completely whatever it's subjective, but um, the fact that he's willing to do it, it's really a testament. Like if you look at 
at not just his podcast, but just his past in wrestling. He's been very willing to just talk about it, whatever it is. Uh, and this was certainly one of those, uh, one of those times. So like you said, it, it was nice that they wanted to do it. Um, and they didn't have to, but you know, give a couple of thoughts. Didn't say anything groundbreaking. It didn't say anything that was, uh, upsetting either. Just kind of said, we move on. I, I think Matt Hardy, I don't know, Matt, I've met Matt in passing. I've never like spoken w- with Matt. Um, I, I find Matt Hardy to, to be one of the more genuine people when it comes to like podcasting and interviews and everything. I, I always find his, uh, the podcast with Alba very interesting, uh, because Matt isn't afraid to address these things. And I'll, I'll say this about Matt as well of, when when we did the movie review shows, we you know I would always tag the wrestler of like, hey, we're going to talk about your your this movie that you were in. You want to come on and like talk about it with us? And of course, nobody ever like messaged me back to to be on the show. And Matt actually like did reach out to me and, and was like, hey, like I didn't really, you know, he he had thoughts about his experience on the movie and he just didn't want to address them in detail. And I, I respected that. But the fact that he even took time to like reach out to to say that, like it this was years ago too. So I was I don't feel I'm very prominent anyway. But the fact that he did that when I was even less prominent and Fightful was less prominent, like that that says something about I think the, the character of, of Matt Hardy. So I always found him to be very personable and genuine when he does like these interviews and these podcasts and he you know, he streams on Twitch. I think he still does that. So when he does that, like I, I find him to be get personable and genuine on that stuff. So shout out to Matt Hardy. I mean, you kind of have to be, if you're living in a farm in a city of like 200 <laughs> people and it, all you know is where like, the internet, you know, where the internet sucks. Sean Ross app has buried Matt's internet a million that's times. Right. That's not, that's not a new story. So, and, and where your family is literally 10% of the entire population of this town you're living in. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Matt's just looking for, looking for a friend, Jeremy Lambert. He's just looking. We can for be friends, friend. Matt. We're we're two North Carolina boys. I mean, I used to used to be there, but yeah, we're we're, we're North Carolina boys. Like, yeah, I I like Matt. I think Matt's cool. I, I would be Matt Hardy's friend. I don't know if he'd be my friend, but I would be Matt Hardy's friend. They call you North Carolinians, dude. I guess so. I'm an Ohioan now, unfortunately. Ohio. Oh H. Oh H. I am not doing this. Jesse the Buckeye. Jesse the Buckeye can can follow up on that, as she will. Right? She would just be great to host this show with me. I should hire her and fire you. I've been trying to fire fire you for a long time anyway, but now if I have, like, an actual replacement, it makes it it a little bit easier. It does. So, uh, see you in a month. This is Joel's last show. Mm -hmm. Jesse the Buckeye will be the host next week. And yeah, great. That's my birthday yeah. wish. Good stuff. Newsworthy with Jesse and Jeremy. It sounds better than Joel and Jeremy. So uh, I get it. it. Let's get out of here. Jeremy Lambert, plug the stuff and let's go. I don't know. Follow me on Twitter if you want at Jeremy Lambert eighty eight. All my stuff is is there. Joel, I I don't I don't want to put myself over too much, but that's what I do on this show. I was fucking on fire on Twitter this week. I was. I was raining them down. Just half court stuff. Didn't matter. Heat checks all day. I was on fire this week. I, I'm not afraid to say that. So, follow me on Twitter. Go to Fightful Overbooked. 
We got we got old stuff. We got new stuff. Steven Jensen and SP3, the lads are back. They were talking about Nickelodeon TV shows this week. Everybody can, can watch that. Um, we, we have Tag Talk. They did a, a special episode, essentially, coming out of All Out, and then they'll be back on, on Sunday with everything. You can watch Tim and Joel Pod live Sundays at New Eastern here on Fightful Overbooked. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff happening this week on, uh, Fightful Overbooked this past week. We, we did a lot of new stuff and more stuff coming. A little we're birdie. Trying, everybody. A little birdie told me a new episode of Strong Style with Cher Delaware. I've heard this as well. Yeah. Yes. I've heard this as well. Keep your eyes peeled. I am at Joel Pearl. J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, we on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>